0: When I came in here this morning, it felt like this room was smaller for some reason. It feels smaller, but, you know, this is the same room and all that. And I was kind of thinking about it all morning as we were setting up. And I thought, you know, it just feels so much smaller. And I, and I felt like God was, was saying is because, because He's giving us bigger eyes, you know, as a church. And, you know, we come here um, today and, and, you know, we call it a vision service. And what it is is, you know, what is God saying to us as we move into 2016. You know, and 2015 has been amazing. You know, I was thinking back and we had, um, you know, last year in 2014 was like our 10th anniversary and we had a 10th anniversary gathering and we decided to do it in January. And so we're here in January to celebrate our 10th anniversary. And and I remember God's call and his word for our church, you know, for this year, 2015, was, was pretty simple. It was a rise and shine. You know, it's, it's, he was calling all of us to stand up and shine the light of Jesus uh, through our lives. And, and, and I just sensed that 2015 was going to be a year of much, much transition, but also much breakthrough. And, and so some of you have experienced some breakthroughs in your life, and some of them have been really great. But some of them have been kind of tough because God's been reminding me that He has to break through sometimes some things that are blocking us from experiencing what He has. But there has been uh, breakthroughs in our lives. And, you know, we were here in January. We talked about how we're kind of transitioning our church and we're going to organize everything that we do in our church in just three major steps, right? It was, you know, the step of belong and believe and, and become. And what those three steps are, they're like three really important steps that every person, anybody takes as they come closer and they become a follower of Christ. You know, the first step is to belong. And, and that really is this idea where, um, you know, people come in and they're loved and accepted for who they are. And they feel an acceptance from the body and the family and the, and the church. You know, and they get this sense of belonging. And a lot of times, you know, what we do in churches is what we say is that, you know, you got to believe, you know, and then you um, become, and then you get to belong. You know, but well, we just believe that it's, no, you, there needs to be a loving in of people, and, and people come in, and and people come in, and they might know Jesus, and some of them don't, and that's perfectly fine, and we just love, and we expect, and we just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to all of us and to move us forward. And so that first step is, uh, is belong, and then the next step is believe, where a person takes that step of faith and say, you know what, I understand, I get it. That I understand that Jesus came to die for my sins. And that I need to accept Him as my, as my Savior and my Lord. And they take that step to believe. And then the final step become, really is that step to becoming the person that God created you to be. You know, we call that discipleship and growing in our relationship. And those are really important steps. And as I look back on this year, uh, you know, th- it's been so incredible when we think of the belong, that first step. And, you know, Pastor Max, he was, he's been in charge of this whole area of how do we as a church get people to belong. And uh, he's done amazing. And the uh, Alpha Course, which, you know, Pastor Max said, you know, we, we really need to start doing the Alpha Course and Dave Doe said, yeah, we need to do this. And uh, so we decided to, to go through this thing called the Alpha Course. And we've done it twice now as a church. And, and just by having this, by allowing God to come in with this Alpha Course, it's kind of changed, it's, beginning, it's begun to transform our church. In fact, you know, if I had people raised, how many of you either went to the Alpha Course, or, you know, you were a leader or a helper in the Alpha Course? Why don't you raise your hand? How many people? See, I mean, this is incredible. You know, I mean, look at all the people. And it was last Easter that, you know, Pastor Max made his pitch. And we said, we're going to do the Alpha course. And he had this nice big banner and the whole thing. And he had a table on Easter. And we had people at Easter and, and nobody came to the table. <laughs> and Max was so sad. You know, he was, you know, I mean, I think he cried on my shoulder a little. You know, felt a little uncomfortable. But, you know. And, and But look what has happened. And so I wanted Pastor Max to come in and share a little bit about what God has done in the outer course.
1: <laughs> smells good. Well, yeah, just to uh, give a little report of what God has done uh, over the span, just, you know, we, we had two courses. They're both eight weeks long. And uh, as you see from the number of people raising hand, we had quite a, you know, a lot of people go through it. And so, it's so exciting. So, just to give a little report on uh, what's gone on and then where we're going from here. So, uh, we've had uh, probably each course uh, about 50 people come and check it out. You know, they come in and out. Some stick around. Some, hey, it's not for me. And that's great. Uh, So, you know, uh, close to about 90 people have come and checked it out. Now at the end of both courses, we finished with about 30 people who stuck through it for the whole eight weeks. Isn't that awesome? And so uh, we are just so excited to see what God is doing. So what is Alpha? Alpha, the Alpha course, it's from England. And my wife Vanessa and I, when we were there studying there over 10 years ago now, we went through the course at the church we were going to. And we said, this is amazing. We got to uh, bring and see if it's going on in Hawaii and find out how we can do it when we get back home. And it's just such a simple thing. It's really an introductory course to the Christian faith. And it helps us because it's a tool to help others come to know Jesus. And so over the course of, we do it over eight weeks, we go over subjects like, who is God? Who is Jesus? Can you trust the Bible? Who is the Holy Spirit? All these foundational issues that all of us need to go through. And so who is Alpha for? Alpha is for everyone. And I love Alpha because it's helping us take steps of faith. And that's what we're talking about today. Be a little bit more bold. Be a little bit more strong and courageous. And so Alpha forces us to look outwards. We say, okay, this is so good. I want to pass it on to somebody else. And so, uh, in our church, we've had steps of faith to pray. Because, you know, you pray about things that you, or people that you care about, yeah? When you really care about something and need something, that's when you go to God, yeah? Oh, God, I really want them to come to know the Lord. I really want them to be filled with, would you please fix their marriage, Lord? They're really needing you. They're sick. So you pray about those things. But it takes an act of courage to pray, right? Boldness. And then it's also given us a step of faith an opportunity to take that step Mm. to invite oh man you should have seen my phone in my like rolodex in my phone i'm looking through and i'm texting everybody and there's some people here today and they're going i know what he's talking about because he won't stop texting me (laughs) okay so you text like 100 people and then you have like 10 show up that's okay Mm. you put yourself out there and sometimes they just (laughs) shut you down right away oh no way (laughs) Oh, I'm not going to that Christian thing. Oh. Or, you know what? Maybe I'll come check it out. So you pray and you invite. And then when you're at Alpha, you gain a getter, better appreciation for just listening. And that's something I need to work on. <laughs> and so you're there and you're listening and people have an opportunity to ask all kind of questions. Yeah, I don't know. how. Who wrote the Bible? I don't even think you can trust that. Or why is Jesus the only way to God? That's so, you know, how can you say that? And so you just listen, and God is working a good work over the course of eight weeks. And then the final thing I really see God doing through this Alpha course is helping us have better relationships with one another. Mm -hmm. Friendships. You know, life is so busy. A lot of times we, oh, yeah, yeah, hi in church, yeah? Hey, how you doing? I wish I could hang out with, but because of the busyness, we don't get a chance to actually hang out, get to know one another, listen to one another, talk story. So during the Alpha Course, we have dinner first, and we just have a good time just talking story. And so just like a small group, if some, some of you are in a small group, you know that's the same kind of thing. You get to know one another a little bit more. And so God is doing a good work in us. Right. And I just want to say if you are uh, interested, we're going to be doing the next course in the spring, March or April. So be on the lookout for that. If your small group wants to consider coming through it, invite some friends. Pray, take those steps of faith to invite, and you're going to see God do some really fun stuff. And it's not only a blessing as you get to invite others and see people grow. You yourself will be so supremely blessed, too, and grow. So thank you so much for all of your prayers, church, and look forward to what God is doing in 2016. Thank you.
0: Amen. That is awesome
1: so blessed by uh,
0: Pastor Max and, and, his, and his leadership. And, you know, the, the thing that I've learned about the Alpha Course, is it's allowing and giving the Holy Spirit room to just love on people. You know, it's not a matter of us trying to convince people. It's not us arguing with people, arguing them into the kingdom. It's just letting God, the Holy Spirit, speak to people. And so that's, you know, that's it's important step of belong, and I think part of the greatest transition, part of the greatest area that I've seen our church take a giant step is this whole step of belong, where we're just going to love people and and just accept people and love them into the kingdom of God. I mean, we accept even Seahawk fans here. I mean, really now, right? right? I mean, you know, Jesse's here, Neil's an elder, Neil's an elder, and he's still in darkness. He's a Seahawk fan, but that's okay. We love Neil, you know? Jared's a cowboy. Oh my God. Anyway, so with the way my 49ers are going, I, I cry on Max's shoulder. <laughs> but, you know, that's that whole step of belong, belong. And in Believe, what we're seeing is, is, you know, we look at our worship service as, you know, we bring people or invite people to our worship service, and that's where we're just focusing in on helping people uh, to believe. And uh, in um, you know, in 2015, never before in our history have we seen so many people, so many of you arise and shine and invite people to our services. You know, in 2014, like, that was the largest Christmas Eve service we ever had. You know, in fact, we were in that room, and the air conditioner was broken, and it was all that, and we crammed 200-some-odd people in that little room, you know, um, and, and so this year, we're going to go to Hirata Hall because it's a whole lot bigger, but we're going to do that, you know. And um, over the course of this year, uh, more people have accepted Jesus as their Savior than in any time, any other year in the history of our church. Uh, we're going to have three baptisms. The baptisms coming up next week. And, you know, Jared Miyamoto, our worship director, has provided so much leadership in this, in this step, in this area of um, Believe. And, you know, you look at our children's ministry and Dave Doe and his team have done this, this amazing job. Uh, today for our uh, vision service, there's like 46, 46 children that's downstairs, you know, learning how to do, you know, triple threat, all this kind of stuff from the HPU women's basketball team. There's, you know, it's just, it's amazing what God's doing. And then, you know, our youth ministry, we have people here, you know, and, and and John Morimoto, um, you know, he, he and his team, you know, they've worked hard, and we're beginning to see some real growth in our youth ministry, so much so that they just, they just wanted to be here in service so badly. They all, like, fought to come here to the service. So, you know, the truth, when I look at that, I think the best really is yet to come. And then the third step is become, right? That step of becoming uh, and growing in our relationship with the Lord and becoming the people that God... Uh, has called us to be. And I look at our small groups, and more people this year have engaged in a small group, whether it be a campaign, whether it be, you know, uh, shape or whatever, uh, so much more. And, and we had a ministry fair, you know, just real recently, and, and a lot of, lot of you signed up to get involved. And I'm just so, so excited. And, you know, when I look at the be- Become area, I think of like Tammy Oyatamari-chan and Adina Murakami, and the working together with them. And I think we just, in this whole area, we're going to see a lot of growth in, in 2016 because this is a really, really important step. And when I look at 2015, it's been this great year. I mean, I look at this year, and it's just one of those years where it's just so great because so many of you made a decision, you took a step of faith, and you said, you know, I'm going to rise and shine. I'm going to arise and shine. And you know what we say so often is when we step out in faith, God intersects our faith with His faithfulness, and we see amazing things happen. And that's what we've begun to do, you know. Um, I, I think, you know, as I was looking at our vision service and all the people that are coming, You know, how many of you are here at our vision service? This is your first vision service. How many of you, this is your first vision service? See, I mean, this is crazy. How many new people have come, and they get to come and eat bacon with us, you know few minutes, you know, <laughs> bacon, yeah, you know, no creme brulee, but I got bacon, you know. But it's amazing and 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 I believe that God's word to us on Easter is true and it continues to be true that the best really is yet to come. And so what is God saying to us for two thousand and sixteen? What is it that God's saying to us? And as I pray and I say, God, you know what is it that that where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? I feel like God's saying that it's time for us to take our land, to take our land and to be strong and courageous. And so the question is, what does it mean to take our land? And for us, to take our land means that we are going to continue the mission that Jesus started when he came to earth, where he said he came to seek and save that which was lost. In Luke 19, verse 1 to 10, it says, you know, Jesus entered Jericho, and he was passing through. There was this little guy named Zacchaeus, chief tax collector. He was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but well, he was a little guy, so he climbed a tree. And, and, and Jesus went up to him, and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received Jesus gladly. And when the people around him saw that, um, they, they all began to grumble, saying, That's Zacchaeus, you know, that Jesus has gone to be a guest of a man who's a sinner. because tax collectors. They're real corrupt and all that back then. And Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord. He said to Jesus, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. See, just by meeting Jesus, Zacchaeus just changed. He just transformed. And, and Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house Because he too, talking about Zacchaeus, he's the son of Abraham. And then he says this, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. That's why Jesus came. And for us to take our land, that's what it means. To take our land is also, what it also means for us, it's sharing the good news about Jesus. It's sharing the good news about Jesus and helping them grow as his disciples. And we all know, you know, the Great Commission, Matthew 28. You know, Jesus came, told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And so he looks at all his followers, including us, and he says, therefore, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, of everyone you know, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And for us, what it means when God is saying to us, it's time to take your land, that's what it means. To go and share with everybody we know just the good news about Jesus. And you're going to see more and more people are in need of good news. And who's to bring them good news? It's us. That's what it means to take the land. And then... Also, the last thing of what it means to take the land is helping people discover and experience true fulfillment in their lives. True fulfillment and transformation in their lives. You see, it's not just, hey, you know about Jesus, you accept Jesus, and great. No, it's helping them become everything that God wants them to be. To see their lives transformed, their marriages, their family, their relationships, their workplace, wherever they are. Oh, God wants to transform that. So much so that Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he says, this means that if anyone belongs to Christ, he becomes a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. You see, this new life, when, when people say, yes, I'm going to accept Jesus as my Savior, a new life has begun. But who's going to help them walk in that new life? That's what it means for us to take our land, that we help people. And that's why the Alpha Course is so amazing. You know, there are people who have gone and helped out with the Alpha Course who have been Christians for so long. And God is just saying, you know, this is something, um, this is something great here. And, you know, I've heard of people who, because of the Alpha Course, they had a, you know, they, they had a nudge by God saying, you know what? You've got to go and help people continue this transformation. And they're starting to meet with, in little groups and meeting with people in the Alpha Course because it's important because taking our land means is helping people discover and really experience just the true fulfillment that comes by walking with Jesus and transformation in their lives. And God is calling us to go out and take our land. See, that's God's call. Arise and shine. Okay, now what do we do? We go out and we take our land and we love people to Jesus. But in order for us to do that, we've got to be strong and courageous. I mean, it's going to take strength and it's going to take courage. How do we go out and take our land? And the Lord kept putting on my mind Joshua 1, Joshua 1. And in Joshua 1, it gives us some key instructions how do we go out as a church? And to take the land. The first thing we do is we stand on God's promises. We have to stand on God's promises. It's not how great we are, it's not how special we are, not how smart we are, it's not how anything we are. We stand on God's promises. And you know, you look in Joshua 1, you set the scene. The Israelites have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. A whole generation has died off. And and they find themselves on the bank of the Jordan, so so close the promised land the land that God promised them that they could taste it it was right there across this Jordan you know but Moses their leader um, that he was dead and Joshua his servant Joshua his you know the second guy Joshua was given this gigantic task of leading this group of people across the Jordan and into the promised land and and, you know this was God's promise God said "This, this is the land you guys go and take the land but right there, they're at, the, they're at the, the banks of the Jordan, and even getting across to the land wasn't going to be easy because the Jordan was such that it wasn't like a little river we have here. It was that the steeps were, were, were st- the, the banks were steep, and it was like, now how are we going to actually even get across this huge river? And it was going to take faith for them. How would they do it? Well, we know that they did do that, and that they went in and they took the land. How were they going to take this land that was reported to have giants? And in Joshua 1, verses 1 to 5, this is what we read. After the death of Moses, the the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come. And this is what God is saying to us. The time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan into the land that I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. See, he says, guys, look. I'm going to be with you. I, I pro- this, these are my promises. Stand on the promises I give you. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness, to the south of Lebanon mountains, to the north of the Euphrates River, to the east of the Mediterranean Sea, in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one... No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Because I promise you, I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. And in order for us to, to take the land, we got to start by standing on God's promises. You see, God's prom- God promised the Israelites that he, they were going to be unstoppable. That they were going be to be unstoppable because He was going to be with them. That he wasn't going to fail them. He wasn't going to abandon them. And you know what? God is true to his word, right? God is true to his word. As we read further in Joshua, they went in and they took the land. They went in and they took this land. And he did did not abandon them. Yeah, they faced opposition. Yeah, they faced enemies. But God was there. And he took the land because God is a promise-keeping God. And God is saying to us, I promise you, remember what I promised you from the very start. Remember what I promised you. You can take the land because you can stand on my promises. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, God will make this happen because for he who calls you is faithful. God has called us to start a church. God has called us to be where we are. God has called us to go out and make disciples. And so if he has called us, he is faithful, and he's going to make it happen. You know, in Matthew 28, 20, it says, be sure of this, I am going to be with you always. You know what? You can be scared, you can can face all kinds of challenges, but I promise I'm going to be with you. And we can move forward, and, and, and we can take this land by standing on God's promises. I love what William Carey once said. He said, the future is as bright as the promises of God. See, that's the amazing thing. Our future is bright. is as bright as the promises of God. And we can take our land because God is a promise-keeping God. The second thing is we step out in God's call and we be strong and courageous with strength and courage. That we, gotta, we have to have strength and courage as we answer God's call. In Joshua 1, verse 6, it says, Be strong, Joshua. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. And the word strong, you know, in the Greek there, what it, it has, I mean, in the Hebrew, it has, this, it has this sense where it's this idea of moving beyond your fears. It's a really cool word. It's like, it's not just, it's, not just stri- it's moving beyond your fear, you gotta be strong, you gotta move beyond your fear. Do you have fears? Yes. It's not just ignoring your fears, it's you gotta move beyond your fears. It's a word that is most commonly used in, in, in battle. Also, the word courageous means to be able to face and deal with danger or fear without flinching. You know, I love that too. Are, is there gonna be danger? Could be. Is it gonna have fear? Yes. But we move forward. And we face and we deal with that without flinching. Why? Because we stand on God's promise. And we step out in God's call with strength and courage. And Joshua and the Israelites needed to put aside any thoughts or fears that was going to hold them back. And there were plenty, right? Uh, they remembered, remember? They remembered that report that the 12 spies had gone into that land. And, you know, they came back and said, you know, in, in Numbers 13, verse 28 says you know what the land is really great it is awesome it is as good as advertised then it says but the people living there they're powerful you know their their towns I mean they're fortified I mean they're not It's not going to be easy they're saying you know we saw giants there you know? and and Caleb one of the two that said no no we can do this he's trying to say no 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 remember what God said God promised us this but you know what the other men who were, who had explored the land disagreed and said, no, we cannot. I'm telling you, telling everyone, we cannot go up against them. They are stronger than we are. And so they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. And all the people we saw were gigantic. And, and we even saw giants there. And then it says, you know, next to them, we just felt like little old grasshoppers. And, and they brought fear, you see. And so they had this fear. They had these guys that, you know, I know Bob. Bob went in there, and Bob's coming back. He said, this is going to be rough. You know? And, and they're, they're, they're there, and they get this report. And God saying to them, no, but you go in there. I'm going to be with you. And they had a choice. What were the choice going to be? Was the choice going to be like, no, you know, we've got to listen to Bob in the game. You know, it's, it's, we're going to die. We're like grasshoppers, you know. It's like a bunch of us Asian dudes playing rugby with guys who know how to play rugby. We, we take rhymes, right? You know, that's the way it is. And, and, and God would say, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Remember who I am. Remember my promises. Remember that I've called you to lead the people. Into the land that I promised you. So you got to be strong. In fact, be very courageous. And go in and take the land. And in light of God's promises, God is calling us to be strong and courageous. That God has called us to share the good news about Jesus to every person we meet. See, that's our land. Everybody we know, that's our land. God has called us to help people live transformed lives. And to see our city, our state, our nation, and even the world, you know, be transformed by the love and the power of God. That's what God's calling to. Will there be challenges? Yeah, there's going to be challenges. Will it be easy? Yeah, probably not. We're in a battle, you know. But but what is more important? You know, you think about what is more important than what we do than share what Jesus can do in the lives of people for now and all of eternity. What else can we share with people? What else can we give to people that has eternal benefits for people? There is nothing else as important as this. I mean, we can help people. Hey, we can help you move house, and that's great. But God is calling to something greater, that he wants to see everybody's lives transformed. And Oswald Chambers said, one step forward in obedience is worth years of studying about it. You see? And that's what God is saying to us. You guys know enough. But, you know, one step of obedience is worth years of just talking about it. That we have to go. We have to take that step of obedience. And we got to go and step out in God's call for us. That we have to be strong and courageous. Because it's not going to be easy. The third thing is that we stand on God's word and obey God's instructions. You know, we got to stand on God's promises. You know, that we got to step out in faith, you know, and be strong and courageous. But we need His Word. We need His Bible. In Joshua 1, 7, it says, Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Don't deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you're going to be successful in everything you do. Study this book, you know, of instruction. How often? Continually meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper in peace and, and succeed in all you do. This is my command. And then he says what? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He says, I'm going to be with you, but you need the Word. And you've got to meditate, you've got to study, you've got to know it, and you've got to obey it. And when I think of that, I think of Dave Oyatomari, right? Dave Oyatomari, when, when Tammy was pregnant, there was this book. Everything, what is that book called? What You Need to Know When you know, the Baby's Gonna Come. I don't know that book that they have, right? And everybody gets one almost. And if you go to, like, um, the hospital and you go to Lamaze and whatever, a lot of times they recommend you get the book. So Dave had the book. And this was his firstborn kid, right? And so... The rest of you husbands, you probably don't even know that your wife had the book. But you all had the book, right? But Dave, it was like this. He he, he got the book. And not only did Dave read the book, he highlighted the book. He put tabs in the book. (laughs) Nobody else I know did that. But Dave did. And so Dave knew when one day, you know, they were... um, I was coming back from the office, and I lived in Anaheim. and Tammy calls, hey, you think you can get formula for us at Walmart? I said, sure, I can get formula for you guys. Dave had the instructions. You got to get this exact one with this and that. Don't get all these other ones because the book said this is the best one to get. See? And, that's, and if you think that I'm exaggerating, go talk to Dave after. He can show you the book. Dave, did you tab the book? <laughs> See, he did. But but that's what we need to do in the Bible. Because the Bible is just a little bit more important than what to expect when you're expecting. I think that's the name of that book, right? Oh, I got it right. You know? That, That to accomplish everything that God has for us and to be successful, we need to stand on God's word. And that's why God tells Joshua, be careful to obey all the instructions. Do not deviate from them. You got to study this book continually. You got to meditate on it. It's that important that obeying God's word is vital. If you want to have any success in your life, you got to, you got to, you got to get into the word and let the word get into you. And because this is so important, and because it's so important that we need it, because we need to be soaking in the word for us to go and take the land, that what we're going to do is in 2016, the plan is that we're going to go through the Bible on Sunday mornings. Okay, Now, we go through the Bible, but not. We, we're going to go from Genesis. We're going to go to Revelation. And I don't know how long that's going to take. Maybe we're going to go through Revelation, and boom, Jesus is going to come back. That will be like awesome. But we're going to start in Genesis. And we're not going to go verse by verse. But, you know, you see, the Bible is God's story. You know, his story, history is his story. And what God does, he invites us and our story to be a part of his story. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start in Genesis, and we're going we're to look at key stories. And by the time we get done, you're going to know how the Bible flows, because there's a flow to the Bible. And we're going to start in Genesis, we're going to Exodus, and we're just going to go, and you're going to know by the end of this year, you're going to know at least from the time of the creation to when Israel became a united kingdom. Well, what does that mean? You'll find out, you see. And we're just going to go through the Bible. And, and I believe that, that it's going to be really, really, really important. That, that I, I think that it's going to transform our church. It's gonna, God said to me, if you would go through the Bible in such a way, I'm going to create a hunger in people's hearts. I really that's what he's going to do. D.L. Moody said the Bible was not written for your information, but for your transformation. See, that's what the Bible is for. It isn't written for our information. It doesn't matter how much we know the Bible. It's how much we live the Bible. How much the Bible gets into us. And exactly what Joshua, God is saying to Joshua, you got to meditate, you got to obey it, you got to study, you got to get into it because that's the way you're going to have success that's the way you're going to take the land. And that's what we're going to do uh, in 2016. And I'm really, really, really excited. See, this is an exciting time to be the church here in Hawaii. It's also a very challenging time. Never before, in my recollection, has there been a harder time to be a follower of Christ. Most studies, you know, such as from the Barna Group, conclude that less and less Americans believe that Jesus was a real person. You know the Barna Group reports that the younger generations of Americans are rejecting Christianity because they perceive it to be hypocritical, anti-homosexual, and too political. David Kinnaman, in his book *UnChristians*, elaborates in this uh, on that eye-opening research of the Barna Group, and he states that a huge chunk of the new generation want nothing to do with Christianity. See, but in the midst of this challenge, okay, in the midst of this challenge, and in this pivotal time. God has called us to be his church. That he's called us to arise and shine. And I believe we have. And I believe that, that, that God is saying, now I'm calling you. Will you move out? Will you take your land? That will you go out no matter what you face? Will you be strong? And will you be courageous? That in the midst of challenges, whatever, will you step out, put your fears aside, and be strong and courageous and take hold of that great commission. You see, that's what God is calling us to do. That's who God is calling us to be. And I believe when we gather at the end of 2016, we're going to see that God has done something so incredible. But we got to stand on His promises. we got to be strong and courageous. And we got to, got to, got to stand on His word. You know. On your seat, there is a card. Okay? And if you grab that card, and everyone grab a card, because I'm, this, this card is really important for a lot of reasons. It, it's for us as an affirmation of our faith. That, um, And I'll call the worship team up. You all can come up. Um, but it's an affirmation of your faith. And, and, and it's like, God, you know what? I hear you loud and clear. And as a result of this, I'm going to step out in faith the best I can to be strong and courageous all right and it's something for you and you make that check you put your name now the other reason why this is important because across the way we're going to be giving a lot of door prizes some really great door prizes and i just found out that the grand prize is at a two night stay at this hotel okay that's like 500 bucks or so all right how are we going to pick the winner of that grand prize we're going to pull out one of these cards okay right? okay so you know, now it's like, oh, where's that card? You know? <laughs> I see some other ones here. I'm going to grab extras. <laughs> see? I see you, Julio. See you, Julio. Okay? Here's the other thing. For some of you, you've been coming around. You've been, you know, you've come and you say, yep, I understand. I, I'm in that step where I belong. But I've never taken that step to believe. And maybe today is that day where, you know, you say, you know, I'm going to make that decision to give my life to Jesus Christ. That I'm going to invite Him in as my Lord and my Savior. And in a little while, we're going to pray, and you're going to pray with me. And if you want to do that today, you put that, I accept, today I accept Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. That you're going to take that next step, you see? And if that's you, don't don't let this day go by. It's as simple as saying, God, I received by faith. You are who you say you are. Okay? And then for some of you, who you've never got baptized, you're going to say, you know, I've heard about the baptized. I was kind of a little chicken about the whole thing. I didn't know what it was all about. I'm going to get baptized. And you just check that off. And you come next week. And after services next week, we'll have a little orientation for that. And then at 3.30... 3.30 next week, you know, you're going to take that step of faith and you're going to get baptized. If that's you, you'd make that check, all right? So put your name and whatever. But we're going to pray right now and then afterwards, you know, just check off whatever you need to check off, all right? But let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your faith. Faith, you will make it happen because he who calls is faithful and you've called us to go out and take our land. That you've called us, hey guys, go out and be strong and courageous. And share me with the world around you. Share the good news about Jesus with the world around you. And maybe for some of us, just today, we accept Jesus as our Savior. And so you just pray along with me. You say, you know, dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. I need a Savior. I need you. I accept you as my Savior. And I'm going to choose to make you Lord in my life. And I'm going to follow you as best I can. You know? So come into my life. And Father, if anybody prayed that, and I believe there be people here who have prayed that, I pray that you would begin that amazing transformational work in their lives that this week would be an amazing week for them. So thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Father, for those that you're leading to get baptized, help them to arise and shine, take that step. And Father, for all of us here, help us to understand that the call for this church is a call to us, that we need to go out. We need to take our land. I need to take our land. I need to be strong and courageous. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.